Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Northerly Stakes Day, day four of the Pinnacles Carnival at Ascot. Jerry, what should our listeners stay tuned for? Uh, they should stay tuned uh, throughout the show for info on how to enter the market city meets, get out stakes competition. Deary, man, you'd think after all this time it would just flow more, wouldn't you? You'd mm-hmm. just think so, wouldn't you? Uh, and don't forget, we have our uh, Mundaring Hotel Mastermind competition uh, with Chrissy Parnham chasing three in a row yeah. against uh, against the one and only Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Do we have a boo emoji? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's actually, hard to beat as well. But yeah. Chris is in, I think, career best. Yep. You've got like but, a spider on your leg. Hang on. No, I don't. <laughs> just a thread it's okay um we had a spot in our house last night i, I said nicola can you get that for me please i'm not joking she did i, th- I thought it looked scary i thought we'd we'd pair up uh chris and jimmy because jimmy was very upset with uh after getting knocked off by chris he was a little bit sad actually uh last uh last race I last believe. saturday he was up for a good quid a street parade had a saluted mm. Chrissy Parnham on Saloon Bar down the outside. Bumping Do you know off. the irony with, with Saloon Bar winning that is the picture of Jimmy in the cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's wearing the cowboy hat for the um, today's mastermind. I actually think he's because he's he's on site. He's a he's a mining man. Is our Jimmy Stewart? So I think oh. he's he's underground. He's coming back up. With his hard hat on, especially to do the mastermind, and, then he's, gonna, yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to go back down and uh, keep mining for uh, for them golds and them hills. All right, so Tommy's a good bloke to talk to about this. Let's get cracking. It's Ascot Track Report time, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. What are we looking at for Saturday rallies in the two meter, Jerry? What do you reckon, Tim? Um, well, obviously, last time the rail was at two was Placid Arc Day. I've erased that from my memory, so you're going to have to remind me. So, um, <laughs> Oscar's Fortune that day gave a massive kick off the corner and managed to hold on in the Placid Arc in a great <laughs> Oh, thank God. Uh, thank no, God. the rail that day was- um, Poor? Yeah, it wasn't the place to be, put simply. Um, how much it was negative, who knows? I don't think you what could put exact- 1.432 1.4 length. Yeah, something times something five. ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, they've had now it's three weeks off. They've replaced that patch at the 500 meter mark where the fertilizer burnt the grass. Um, three weeks is probably, from my uneducated point of view, about the minimum time you'd want on that mm. patch. Um, it'd be very interesting. I'm. I don't want to go in saying, "Oh, rail's dead again." Definitely not the place to be, but I'd be betting with caution on anything that you think is going to be landing three back the fence. It's tough, isn't it? Because we've got the big fat easterly. And when you see that at Ascot, you just think, right, just give me a track I can trust the rail on. And speed maps become almost more important than a horse's form, you know. So mm. it's it's frustrating that we don't have things lining up in that sense. But, um, yeah, it, that's probably the biggest worry is if the easterly is, is there helping you, that's lovely. If you, and, and the fence is off, it's probably okay as a leader to some degree. You can maybe peel to the middle if that is the case, whatever. But being in a moving line on the fence, that's what worries me. I'm, I'm with you there. That's all, all right. I just basically said I agree. So Yeah. All right. That's rare. Uh, it's going to be warmish. 32 maximum is predicted and those Easterlies like Terry mentioned. Looks like it's going to be Easterlies Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I believe. So, strongish too, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. A bit gusty. Yeah, a bit gusty. Yeah. So that, that always plays uh, on the jockey's minds, of course, and, and the tactics that – 
owners and trainers want to employ. So um, we'll see how things shake out. First of the day, race one is the Magic Man's Plate for the two-year-olds, 12.05. Bounce down, first of nine races, uh, two-year-old, 1,000 metres. And we've got a first starter here, um, Marty Girl who has been very impressive at trials, bred by uh, Tab Radio's very own Digby Beecham, and they'll race in Digby's, and she'll race in Digby's colours as well. Chris Parnham on board, very, very short to kick things off. Tommy, thoughts on the juvenile contest, race one? I hate to say it, but I think Digby sold the wrong one. Mm. I think this is a very, very nice filly. Um, her 400 so metres. Does he keep some and sell some? Don't know, but he had it. So yeah. at one point it was his. I reckon it could still be his, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, um, yeah I think it is his mare, um, but I don't know if he's in the ownership of this or not. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think she's a very, very nice filly. Thought her 400-meter trial was anything and then backed it up with an extremely dominant 950-meter win um, in good time. Um, looks likely she'll go forward, I dare say. I don't think they'll try and change anything. She looks fast. Um, fast pace, high speed filly. Um, she runs into Sinful Living, whose trial, uh, both of them were quite nice. nice but yeah. what's yep. it now? Five or almost six weeks on it's Saturday nice into the um, run? It responded when uh, whipped by Parky. It was a very uh, noticeable response to the stick. Yeah, and oh, it's definitely something I look quite heavily at, especially in juveniles. Um, just the bordering on six weeks makes it hard to have any confidence. Or is that that's probably too short a period of time, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, maybe. I don't know. It could be anything, but I dare say it's not by design. I don't think you trial feels, and then wait like, six feels weeks. Feels like setback, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, has, it just has to be, I think. Sounds um, like the horse has been living sinfully. Mm. Um, and then the rest, I think those two, I, I'd be very surprised if some, even like B-Shots, I'd be surprised if it knocked off Maddie Girl. I think it would have to perform well below what it's shown at the trials. Um, I think Street Band could possibly be one of the best horses out of this race. Um, just the 1,100 back to 1,000 when yeah. it was as green as anything um, last start. Its last 100 was extremely good. I think it's a really nice horse. I think it's one I'll follow heading towards a Karakata in March, April, but I don't think this is its race. So I was roughly 210, 220 in my market, Maddie Girl, but... I'd almost rather just wait and see how the track plays early, see if, if it does find the rail and it folds bad and Sinful Living has its back and it doesn't really offer much, then oh, might show us a little bit. That's trouble if that occurs. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to be taking $2 about a horse that is going to be on what I think will be the worst part of the track in race one. I don't know if it'll I, – part of me thinks it may not have the speed or they may not be desperate to come across and, and try. They might just be happy with the breeze anyway because um, Simple Living did sort of begin quite quickly and there's a couple of others below it. Battle Commander's got the shades going on. It's been going well. Um, I, 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 I really like that horse. I think they'll sit Battle Commander though. Beautiful chased, big horse, yeah. Yeah, chased one more too many home yeah. very well at its first start. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm with Tommy. Lots of these – there's lots to like here in these trials. This feels like a better race than the Crystal Slipper to be honest with you. Um, um, but, um, yeah, when one of Simon Miller's trials like this, they tend to win and 
and win well. So I'm a dollar eighty five, but again, a bit like Tommy, two bucks at the moment probably won't get me for a bet. But I reckon two thirty would. But I don't want to back it on the drift. So that's the thing. If I see this drifting, that's that's a little concern for me. So yeah, um, if if money comes to one of the others from a fixed odds point of view in the next twenty four hours, then I'll consider a a play with an agency at two twenty or so. But yeah, I'm not too perturbed. If it stays an eight-horse field and it's not pay one-two, and if I think three dollars plus a place battle commander, that might get me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it looks like a very smart two-year-old and uh, the first starter from the Simon A camp. Um, so we'll see how race one plays out there. Race two is the Amelia Park Plate. This is another one thousand meters. This race this time it's for the three-year-olds. Not a bad contest. This with. All eyes will be on the great Southerner final siren being completely dominant in its two Albany wins to kick off the season down there. Comes to town with a full head of steam for Rebecca Bayless and Kiriul maintains the ride. Gate three. Guru, thoughts on this uh, this Albany horse? Well, fascinating, isn't it? I think mm. they, knocked, they uh, have knocked back a quite sizable offer as well um but yeah i think final siren is after zaki probably the most um intriguing runner on the card uh, has the potential to come out and win this by five has the potential to not handle the trip or maybe not lead this and and, and run last so um it's a different experience from racing at your hometown track where you sort of just pop around the corner and off you go and you beat up and you lead softly and beat up on some maidens and class twos which are probably never going to make a trip to the city uh to coming to the city and winning a, a pretty good 80k race so you if you put chris and over or patchoula in those maidens and class ones class Last twos down there it's winning probably in very they're similar winning fashion, in similar yeah. fashion so um yeah the owners are obviously uh part of and bred uh sorry trying to bred um be optimistic so for their sake hope it's a big day for them mm. all around um but yeah just at the price i'm happy to always risk the traveling horse i don't think it's actually bigger gun super um i think they've actually been happy to try and take a sit but nothing has taken them on in their first two starts so if peter nucky comes across with real intent on Chris Nova, I know Tommy doesn't like it all and he's ready to poo-poo me as soon as he can here. Uh, I'd love to see real intent on Chris Did you Inova. say Chris Nova? Wrong. Real intent, find the fence, and I reckon that's um I reckon it'll be pretty hard to beat. Over the thousand this campaign, the only four horses that have beaten it over the thousand uh, beaten at home were uh, Oscar's Ripcord, Almighty Class, and another good one, which Hanchy. name escapes me. Hanchy, who's going around favourite and a seventy-two plus later in the day. So um yeah. With the aggression that I'm hoping for, and I'm hoping this isn't a educational run where they're going to snag it like they did in the Placid Arc and, and ride it cold because it's literally a million to one if they do that. But, um, yeah, I think Chris Nova's in front for a long way for crossing and finding the fence. I was going to save Pachula, but that's too short current price. I wanted five plus. So Bradley from Bradbet, a.k.a. Tab Touch, the purple, 370. A purple into, monster. Yeah, 370 into $3.00. Final siren since the markets went up at 6 p.m. last night. What a man. Hey, data. What? It's incredible getting up by 6 o'clock. What a man. Yeah, data uh, with an R after the A um, <laughs> has this horse, and it, obviously it's from a different ratio, but the, has the, the figures are uh, huge. So it'll be fascinating what this does in the market, Tommy. First of all, I'm going to ask you what you think this horse will do in the market. It's currently, say, $3 across the traps. You're talking the travelling trainer. You're talking a country jockey at the moment in Kiriulo. She's better than that in my mind. Um, They tend to be the type of horses that are easy, but it's also got very strong figures. So they tend to be the type of horses that tend to be quite firm. What do you think will happen? 
Uh, from a betting point of view. From a betting point Late of wobble. view. Late wobble? Late wobble? Or the other way. I, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I don't I know. I don't, no, I, I think it's quite heavily supported. Yeah. Yeah. I think it starts... Well, definitely, I think it starts with a two in front of it. I think it starts about 250, 260, to be honest. Um, and not necessarily just from a, it'll be backed off the map. I think a lot outside of them will be quite easy. And that's the yep. obvious one that gets some support and naturally comes in. Um, and I think the market will reflect how it will perform as well. I've got it on top. I think it's the best horse in this race. I think it has the potential to be a horse that in a few months' time we're talking is as good as those three rolls that just have been round. I think it's a serious horse. Yeah. Mm. I think it's winning so arrogantly. Like last, first up, yeah, they it beat, what was the horse? Swift Gondo? Lady Gondo. Lady Gondo, who came out and won them, um, I believe. Yep. Um, and then last start, as much as it didn't win by as far, I thought it was more impressive that it turned the corner and she was pretty soft on it for 100 metres and then the horse just went expletive this. And put them away. <laughs> yeah, turbo. Like, went second full horse, turbo. Second horse came out at the next meeting and one. Hot, hot chatter came out at one. Yep. So I think this is, and I think it's quite underestimated that you're beating an older horse so dominantly. Like I know it's a class two, but like it doesn't. A, it doesn't happen down there. It's, it's rare. It's mm. rare. And when it does, I think they come to town and I think they show what they're worth. It was the last one. I'm trying to think of one. Strathmore Rose sort of did that type of thing. Ended up winning a, uh, an Albany sprint and a uh, Fitzpatrick plate, sorry, and uh, won a couple in town for Roy. Long knife. Long knife, brother. Long, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Jeez, the brother. Uh, I'm with you, Tommy. I think final siren um, It's one of the one of the bets of the day. Oh, yeah. I like it. I, 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 I like, hope I, for a drift. What I, like, what I love what they did with this horse is they went – the maiden and the class two, so they confirmed that the class two victory confirmed what we saw on debut and almost elevated, um, in my, in my opinion. So it's gone bang bang. It's got those score on the board. Come to town with confidence. Kira can ride this this fellow with with confidence. Uh, running into some stakes horses, right? Crisanova, Pachula, uh, Snippy Witch. Uh, looks like it's got ability. Uh, I think Darren, um, sorry, not Darren, Mitchell Pateman's horse, King Cartel, was a really good trial the other day. It's got some talent. Is uh, is uh, already a, a Belmont Saturday winner in the winter. So, but I think this horse, just, I love the way it travels. I love the way it stretches out. Head on its chest late the other day. Uh, I think with the conditions favourable, if it bounces and, and gets, a, gets the right run on top of the speed, it'd be too fast for him. And the other horses... Uh, Pachula and Kusanova have already have like they're going to be doing a good job to to maintain their peak after having a couple of grand finals as well. Yeah, the afterthought that's yeah. the other thing. Like it was hard for me to with Kusanova. I know I'll be more outrageous than most. I've marked at ten dollars ninety. Um, what? Which is better than what I originally marked it. Um, but I just think it's gotten worse throughout the prep. I know first up like oh. It's gone too fast and the second up was better, but I thought the first up run was great considering how quick it went. Like it, it was entitled to stop really, really fast um, and was beaten by really nice horses. And I think now at last start, as much as they probably were intending to get cover over the 1,200, I think that was the horse actually missing the kick like and coming out soft. I think it was both. And yeah, back to a 1,000 probably suits it better. Draw eight's not like barrier eight's not easy for it to just come across and get its own race. Like if it's going to find the front, it's going to be going quick. It's going to be burning, yeah. And I'm, I, to be honest, I'm not really that fussed if Final Siren 
takes us back and trails it because I think it the way it had a turn of foot last start it once it balanced up was just a horse that probably will relish a fast run race where it can peel off them and then just go bang. And granted, it'll be better over twelve hundred more than likely, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to. What's the price now for Final Siren? Three, three. I I think that's a good enough price for me, and I. God, I hope it starts four or something ridiculous like that because it's not really one I am worried about a drift because it would just purely be people Train taking on. Yeah, there's just it's easy enough to take on if you don't like it. So cool. I'm with you. I'm with you. Lock and load. Rock and road. R- lock, race three is the scenic shot handicap. Twenty two hundred meters. This is a rating sixty six plus race scenic shot. What a star he was for Dan Morton and connections about. 15 years ago, Cynic Shot was uh, consistently racing against the best of the best in Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, you name it. He had to go. Uh, he was an absolute star, Cynic Shot. And uh, it's got this name, race, staff, uh, race named after him on Northerly Stakes Day. A lot of these horses are on the seven-day spin. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit hard to get enthusiastic about this 2,200-meter race. Guru, thoughts? Uh, Esperance odds are going up, so um, I'm Tommy, interested. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll kick us off. I thought from first look, how do you possibly map this being run at any sort of God. respectable tempo? Do they own it with a horse like Demolish and just say, we think we're the best horse, let's go to the front, otherwise no. God, it could end up ugly for Stevie. I think Come Right Back's probably the one that will yeah. just land there. Second and- up at the thingy, that was my only query if they wanted to do that, but- I don't think they're going to have a choice. I, I think if they don't, they like their ambulance is going to have to put on the brakes, mm. um, which is quite concerning. I, I just don't know how you can play a race with any confidence, knowing that there could be four different like lead changes here with horses going, stopping, going, stopping. Like it just it reeks of messy. Um, and yeah, uh, the only one. I could maybe throw out there was if you put a slight forgive through Playhouse Patron, I thought the 16 up to 2100 off three weeks probably didn't suit it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it improves. But again, um, I'm, that's not a tip. That's more just keep an eye out. So, yeah, yeah I'll think, stay out. I think you're, you're under something there. He sort of was under pressure when the, as we spoke about in the lead in, in that staying race, Diamond Scene race last Saturday, they went deceptively slow to the 800. And then they just quickened, um, and it and it really just took him out of his comfort zone because it like just the way that the the tempo changed. And also, if you have a look at the runs of Tony Spirit and Dunn with the Blues, they stayed rail one off and cut the corner. They actually came from behind Playhouse Patron and straightened up two lengths in front of him yeah. because he had to go wide in the field stand. And I think that impacted his results. So I can see a bounce back run from Playhouse Patron. But I liked what Terry said about Stevie and Neville just like own it. Own it's it. Led, it led some or it breezed in some of the good it, three-year-old features. Did oh, it lead the derby? God, come right back with that weight. It's probably 20, 30 to 1. So big chance of stopping on your lap, I reckon. Like, yeah, and also- Come right back to also a chance of nicking it if they go forward, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's also d- demolishes, uh, yeah, I think- it should it, be the best horse here. Like yeah. it, very simply, it should be the best horse here. What we saw from Tony Spirit and um, and Done with the Blues a week ago it was all right. It's yeah. nothing, but 
How do you dive in to demolish at three bucks for a horse that's two from 25 with yeah. 15 minors? Like, yeah. oh, it just feels. Which is why. the only horse I could back, but it's also, nah. Four, I actually wrote down my number. I wanted $4 to bet, yeah. and I probably wouldn't consider a late price. It had to be $4 early, and it never went up near that. So, yeah. Well, I'll throw something out here. So, Oof, in March. <laughs> That's pathetic. Um, in March, oh, in, <laughs> in, in March, uh, Demolish and Playhouse Patron both yes, ran in the Mel Vista. Yeah, I saw that. And there was point yes. one. I just exa- exactly. Them. That's another so, reason, probably more so. I, I hate how Playhouse Patron drops a bit. The, this is how I see this being a crazy result in this race. They go slowly, mm-hmm. and which horse out of all of these? is the one that makes the mid-race move. And it's best at making the mid-race move. And it has to do it at Ascot. And last start, finally showed a semblance of its old form. Far away. Far away. Mm. That's how this race could be won. If Jade is told or just thinks that at 1,000 metres, they're crawling and says, I'm not just going to go forward. I'm going to go for home at the 1,000. I'm going to try and take off, go around them, get them all flat-footed and go for home. That's how far away wins races. So if, yeah, looking for a mad one, that might be the go. But geez, if, if I'm asking for that to happen in that particular manner to get a result, could be a long old day. I think the earlier they go, the better it is for a horse like Playhouse Patron, though, because it's every chance gets caught napping a little bit and takes a while to pick up the bit. At least it gives it, it a chance. It should be the one that to, probably does that as yeah, well. Yeah, it should be the one that probably does that before it gets caught flat-footed when Fryer away does that or whoever else does that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Demolish makes complete and utter sense, but no way. I just it just feels ugly for me for a horse that's two from however many it is and fifteen minus. Feels like a star away race. It feels it? like star away. Star away. Just. Interesting prep for come right back, isn't it? York Cup first up with 60, then a half a break to almost a month between runs for this race, 63 kilos, claiming he wouldn't when he wouldn't have been that far away from the minimum in the town anyway. So um, it feels like an interesting like even campaign at, for all of Adams at the moment, to be so, honest. So, and Burnbury is like 28 days between runs as well. Yeah. It was a notable absence yeah. seven days ago, wasn't it? Because it was basically just the same race was moved a week later. That's right. The Did abandon. they provide a reason? Well, you didn't have to. You didn't have to, yeah. You didn't have to. Yeah, it, it didn't. Because it wasn't scratched. The race was abandoned. Oh, So, it just true. didn't nominate for yeah. the following week for yeah. whatever reason. So, I, yeah, for me, something's gone wrong there. <laughs> just well, on the service of it, yeah. yeah? Just yeah. On, Clint was already committed to it. So, don't look at Clint's booking as a negative. Clint and Adam had the discussion about done with the Blues or Burnbury at the start of the prep, I think, to follow one through for a bit. Yeah. And it was a 50-50, like a proper 50-50 for them, and they've gone with done with the Blues. Um, but, yeah, just not seeing it nommed last week, I thought that was a bit of a red flag. Okay. All right. Funny old race, that. We might just uh, we might just stay away unless we get um, the four bucks that uh, Terry was looking for. I don't even want that now that I think about it. I don't, don't want, want it. it. Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want it. It'll win. Yeah. My God, how wasn't I on that? Four dollars twenty. That's me post race. Just, just, just giving you guys some. Is that heads before? Up. Is that before or after commission? I deleted that there. I'm the world's worst. Ah, it's good actually. I get that. I just, it took me a second to get that. I can explain Betfair commission for everyone. Like not all, not all punters on Betfair on uh, on Twitter understand how commission works. So it's something I can sit down and explain to you in time if you'd like. Tommy, race four is the Tab Touch GA Towton Cup. Listed race, 2,200 metres, named after King George Towton, who dominated the Perth Cup back in its infancy in the late 1800s. Terry, did you know? A bit stiff that Scenic Show only gets a 66-plus. I know he's on course, and they just wanted to name one after him to advertise the fact he's on course. I get that, but he deserves better. He does. He does. 
He's a bit of a he's a bit of a forgotten champion. Yeah, he's an he FC. Doesn't, he doesn't get his dues. People call me an FC all the doesn't time. Doesn't get his dues. But it doesn't stand for forgotten champion. <laughs> <laughs> so King George Towton, Terry, did you know that he is the only person in history to own, train, and ride a Perth Cup winner? King George, and he owned or trained six of the first ten Perth Cups uh, back in the day. So, uh, is this at the same time? Was he? So I think was he, he an owner, rider, and the trainer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he was dominated Ascot back in the late eighteen hundreds, and he's got this race named after him. And last year, Buster Bash won this race prior to winning the Perth Cup. Do we see a Perth Cup winner in here? Um, sorry, I'm still doing aspirants. Um, Potentially. Who do you think, Tommy? Well, I think in this race or the Perth Cup. I don't know. This race. This race. I'm looking. Um, at, I'm currently looking at the Steens Glass 70 plus uh, handicap at Esperance. So, in well, this race, done, done I think we find um, another staying race where the tempo, tempo yeah. once again will be very questionable, um, particularly over the first thousand meters. Um, I think a horse like another Chino probably would have been loved to find in cover. Um, wherever it went next, and I don't think it's going to be afforded that luxury here. I think it's just going to naturally land in front. Unless- no, Chino. Yeah. I I just thought they'd yeah. just go Black Fantasy. Black Off Fantasy. we go. Yeah. Rock and, rock and Ringo. I think yeah. it'll breeze. Have you – oh, that's fine if so. But, yeah, I, I think they want – the key thing with Black Fantasy is they want clear air. They don't like being cluttered up. So, But, yeah, I, I just thought they'd lead just with no speed, no tempo. I thought they'd – I think they'll lead as well. Um, I can't see another after a fight. The main thing for another Chino here, winning would be great, but the main thing is a happy horse going around and being competitive after whatever happened last start. Can you give us any insight onto last start? No, I was just telling Tommy before the race, it was he just it was that very, very hot day and he kind of just fell apart, um, unfortunately, and uh, pushed forward in, in what turned out to be quite a fast race to the 800. I think Black Fantasy went. 10 plus lengths faster than average to the 800 that day. Isn't that incredible when they're aiming blew- at a railway that day as yeah. well? Makes the effort even more. Yeah, it was a good run. And I think it just blew, blew him up on that. And he, the, the occasion got the better of him, but um, had a good time of it since. And I'd expect a rebound run from Chino on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be leading. So I th- I'd imagine that Black Fantasy will be able to stroll to the top and maybe um, no apology or something like that. End up outside it. Yeah, so. I think Nerf Boss can no apology from their awkward gates will look to both want the 1-1. One one, one yep. of them will get it and one yep. of them will get Breeze and I think Chino will be happy just to plop in and, yeah, as I said, just be a happy horse. But, yeah, I think all things being equal, Black Fantasy is the one, but Price has been yeah. absolutely wallet. Brad, I think there was some 270 and stuff yesterday, which I think was pretty appealing. Um, 220 with that rail that Tommy's mentioned earlier that might not be the safest thing in the world. If BJ and I have got this on the fence, and that's that's some concern. But um, yeah, I was a dollar ninety five, so wow. I'm not backing any. I just can't have any. I yeah. just can't have the others. Like it's such a. If you think about this just simplistically, like it's gone fifteen to twenty one hundred, gone as fast as you said, still yep. beaten all these home. The only two that it doesn't meet, um, the two that beat at home, go to the Group One later in the day. Um, group winning owner and um, <laughs> yeah it, it should come on fitness wise it's still in the fact it gets in on the minimum is a big thank you to Danny and Star Trade because if, if otherwise if this comes out another Chino 
becomes your top weight. Like fantasy is probably carrying 57, 58. Uh, a lot of these stay on the minimum because they're 10 points below the minimum. So it, it looks – black fantasy for me will get to 100 rated horse. So to be on the minimum here is – it should good, be – Good should result. Be, should good be result. winning a race list. I've actually got Star Trade as my um, third pick. Just just from your point of difference, I think it's going better than the numerical form. Um, the, the defense will have to be good. Defense is no good. It's in trouble. I, I don't think it's a true stayer, but – it's classy. That's the thing. And I don't think it's like weighted out of this either. I don't think the weights are as horrible um, as it appears purely on paper again, because so many of these are below that 90 rated mark. But I, I can't see Star Trade sitting on the back. No, all things being normal, uh, Black Fantasy giving it five and a half for a horse, I think is a stayer and getting past it. So, um, but yeah, I think Star Trade can run you. And I think I think it'll go well. He, he's just, he's just sort of, he just, we had to, Opted, we're always going to have a crack at the TED with Star Trade and because um, he ran in the Strickland, ran well in the Strickland during the winter over 2000 at Wait for Age. But uh, initially we were going to, if he was going well enough, we would have gone to the 18. But um, we thought we'd come peel back to the 22, give him a grounding run over this trip and then have a have a ping at the TED in two weeks. I like it as yeah. well because you, you've got Be Optimistic and Casino 17 have skipped this to go for the group one and probably both going to go around 50 to one. Like, And you're, you're dropping – and Star Trade probably would have gone around in that race, you know, 200, that. 200 yeah. 300 to one. So why not drop back here and learn something, give yourself a chance? It's I mean, it's it's arguable that both those two horses could be in this race too. But Well, I, I think it's working out perfect, you, really. Low why draw. would you win a listed race when you can win a group one? Though? Low draw, you're able to get Clint Johnston Porter as well. Um, yeah, it's all kind of worked out for him. So expect him to run well. Don't expect him to win. Looks it looks a real good setup for Black Fantasy. The Pierce brothers probably control the race with Black Fantasy and Queen Lena running on late. Anything else to add? Nah, I was, right. was two fifty black fantasy. Two fifty. Yeah, got some of that. All right, let's take gotcha. a break because <laughs> it is a mastermind time, and we've got Chris Parnham going for three on the bounce, taking on James Jimmy Stewart. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Market City Beats. No. <laughs> That's the wrong one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> okay, Keep that in. BJ. Yeah. Uh, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind Competition. How could you forget? How could you forget? I didn't Terry? forget. I just. Yeah, that's right, Terry. The Mundaring. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. I was actually up there last Friday night. Um, tremendous feed up at the Mundaring, Butchie and the and the squad. What'd you opt for? I went for like I went for a cheeseburger, mm. but it was massive, gourmet, delicious. Highly oh, recommend. Pickles plus egg plus beetroot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh beetroot out. man, you yeah. a beetroot man, Tommy? Nah, no, he's got an uneducated palate. He does. Uh, young punk. Um, <laughs> the Butchie puts on a great spread up there. So if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in and see Ian O'Connor. Make sure you chew his ear off about the mighty Yonga, Yonga lass. She uh, was too good for them again out there at Ascot last Saturday. Okay, let's bring him in. He's won last two on the trot. He's looking good, isn't he? Shades on. Chris Barnum, you're back. Back, boys. How are you? Good, mate. Good to have you back. I think we've got a formidable opponent for you this week, but I first I'm going to ask you, how's the, um, how's the battle to get down to the 52? 52. Yeah, pretty good, actually. Um, I was planning on riding 50 on Super Sneak in this race, so mm-hmm. I've been keeping a walk, an eye on my weight sometimes. So, no, nah, we're, we're on track for Saturday. Very good. And you're, you're in with a, a chance as well. Uh, I think 
Uh, a lot of good men after the barriers as well. What type of cuddle do you reckon he'll get from Paul Huckle? If oh. he, one of the owners, he, uh, geez, he's got he's a big strong. He doesn't realise how strong he is either. So yeah. be wary if you do win the race when this uh, very happy man part owner comes over to you and gives you a cuddle. Just try and steer clear of that one. Yeah, yeah, you, you might be in danger of being best, crushed. The best day of uh, of many people's lives. I think there's a big team involved in a lot of good men as well. Chris has picked up a good ride there in the uh, in the Group One Northerly, of course. Now Chris has been dominant in recent times victories over Brittany Taylor and uh, last week of course Terry last week was a dominant win BJ over Ian Butchie O'Connor um, now today we tried to help Butchie as best <laughs> we actually put a couple of questions in there that we knew we'd probably get no we didn't do that we no. never would do anything but, uh, that nature. let's bring back it a worthy challenger. Mm. Uh, I think he went three or four on the bounce last time we were in work anyway hashtag thank the punt it's James Jimmy Stewart g'day Jimmy Hey guys, how's it going? Very good. Welcome back, mate. We thought that we might get you on uh, to take on Chris this week because you've probably got a bit of a bone to pick with him. Because I know last Saturday you were heavily invested on your family's horse Street Parade, looked home for all money, and then C Parnham flashed down the outside and knocked you off. Yeah, there was a difference between uh, eighty-two and a half thousand. So it was, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty. Uh, Pretty miserable afternoon. <laughs> Davy Paris wins and overpass wins. I thought, oh, you beauty. Yeah. Stevie Parnham popped off at Tuesday and said, this will win off Saturday. And that, uh, very and that, confident, that very bloody confident. younger brother of his, fair income, just yeah. kept you right on the line. So <laughs> a bit of a grudge match coming up. Chris, of course, <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, uh, the boys, both of them grew up in Asco. They're going to they're gonna lock horns here in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. Fellas, you guys know how to play this game and to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Is it me, Terry? It's you. All right. Mastermind, are you ready? I'm ready. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. You haven't got that Red Bull handy, do you, Jim? Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who am I? I am now, I am a now retired Grey Gelding who earned a tick over $1.5 million. My career began in New South Wales, where despite running placings in multiple Group 3 events, uh, I moved to Perth as a 10-start. Chris. Jesus. Puna Moo? Puna Moo is correct. Boom. Didn't even get to my final line where I said my my name involves a synonym of fatigue. That was all I wanted to say. So I think the grey um, bit, yeah, the grey bit at the start. Yeah, jeez, yeah. yeah, and well done to if, if a good mate of mine, Troy McGrath, is listening. One of his one of his best results on a racetrack was backing Poonamoo at the uh, All Ins at about eighty hundred to one, and rode it the whole way through and got home. Paddy Carberry, Alan Matthews, bang, 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 very good. All right, Chris is one nil up. Okay, the goat, Damien Oliver having his last Group 1 ride this Saturday in the Northerly. He actually won the 2009 Northerly James. Stakes. James. Oof. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Early crow, Jimmy. Far out. Have a ping, mate. Three, two, one. Was it a horsey ride? 
Have a go. Have a guess. Uh, 2009. You're out, Jimmy. (laughs) He won the 2009 Northerly Stakes on Sniper's Bullet. Name that horse's trainer. Chris. Chris. Tracy Bartley. Correct. Correct. Sniper's Bullet, of course, came across on the railway and the Northerly Double in 2009. Tracy Bartley. Former jockey was his trainer. Okay. Come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jim. I had your favourite going into this as well. Come on, Jimmy. Recent questions. Come on. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) All right. Here we go, Jim. All right. Name the horse James McDonald rode in last year's Northerly. Chris, James. Chris. Cascadian. Cascadian oh. is correct. Correct and boom. Hey, Jimmy, I heard, I heard you're at work. We might need to give you a broom. You just, you just got clean sweet. <laughs> Come on, I was thirsty. <laughs> Jimmy, that, that, that last question, Chris getting in just before you, kind of half resembled the photo finish from the last race last Sunday. <laughs> oh, come on, Beach. Too soon. Just rub it in even more. <laughs> Too soon. Just joking. Chris, is, uh, that's what's that? What's that? Three. Just Three straight. Unbeatable. Another uh, $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Chris is starting to chalk them up and Mount Rushmore beckons. It certainly does. We've got Toby waiting at number five. Do we go the double? The double rush. Jay Rooney. Jay you Rooney. The, old, the Rooney into Dunn or the Dunn into Rooney? Or we'll, we'll talk about it we'll during t- the week. We'll talk about it. Yeah. The, 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 the we'll form, have an meeting. The form that Chris is in. It's too hot. Yeah, good Well, luck. if Chris was a racehorse, she'd be chucking him on a plane and going over to Dubai or you know, Royal Ascot <laughs> or, 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 you know, Bunbury 1100 or, or, yeah, or a Bunbury 1100 metre maiden. Yeah. But, Jimmy, Jimmy, we appreciate you not uh, taking some time off work. Uh, I know that you're uh, you're in the goldfields mining today. So, but wait, when Chris finishes his stretch, no doubt we'll get you back on to have another ping at the uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. And before you go, mate, we know that you've uh, you've got a runner in at Esperance tomorrow can you can you give us a push give the listeners a push oh uh, no we can't win now <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. now chris best of luck in the big group one on saturday on a lot of good men and jimmy thanks for jumping on board <laughs> thanks, thanks for on see ya all right we're back with the race five the tap touch west speed platinum series final $100,000 has been three heats leading into this 1,400-metre finale. And the market elect at the moment is number seven, plays with fire, William Pike, Rob Gilberti, 380 on the perp. Terry. Uh, yeah, very difficult race, this one, BJ. I reckon any of these uh, – I think I marked six horses sub $10 here. Mm. Um, so I reckon that uh, the key part of this race will be how the track's playing and the speed map uh, obviously plays with fire, climb on top and King Sicario, uh, even Civvy Street to a, at, at a stretch, will be running the best and the quickest final splits. But if we've got the easterly in play and success play gets to the breeze softly and Forever Dreaming's on its back, can those two dominate and be hard to get past? I thought plays with fire had its chance to get – Forever Dreaming last time out. I'm trying to. I was watching the replay closely and 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 tried to figure out whether uh, plays with fire copped a little whip over the nose, maybe because it looked like it was going to go past it, or 
his plays with fire just not come back with that killer blow required to win a race um, at the moment. So fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, look, current market success play, Forever Dreaming might be a little bit of value, but just a really difficult race. You could go in so many different ways. I was, I was hoping the market now, I was hoping plays with fire was like 240 mm -hmm. and then there were outliers and success play was $17 each way or $20 each way. Or um, yeah, I was hoping there was an outlier, but there simply isn't. How do you how do you feel like the horse wearing the one one pot of colours will go? Uh I the question I always like to ask when backing a horse is tell me how we win. So with ruling Dame, I'm concerned that we can't run the quickest final split. Uh, I love CJ CJP going on is is anything. I know it was Jamie Carr last start, but I just think CJP suits sitting sprinters that he's ridden in the past so so very well. But um, I, I struggle seeing us running a quicker final split to Civvy Street King Zakaria, who are likely with us in the run. Um, and then we're obviously not going to be mapped to be close to them, you would suspect. So um, I think she's going to need to improve. The thing in her favour is if you look at her first up run, uh, there was very little between her run and plays with fire, climb on top, who I've got at the head of my market. So she has it in her, um, but I just think she needs to find a length and Clint needs the right back and a lot needs to go right. But I'll be hoping. Me too. Tommy? Yeah, I think it's pretty well summarised in that this is going to be an awfully tricky race to have a firm opinion on with any confidence. Um, I was climb on top favourite. Uh, but I'm not a massive fan of backing one off a run where it's impossible to say how it would have gone. Like, it never got out at any point. Beware, um, beware the unlucky runner. Mm. Uh, I was like 480 and it's five. So, whether or not that's a bet price, yeah, I don't really know. Um, the one I thought was over the odds and I think will drift is Serviceman. Um, I thought it was a decent run last start. Um, after stepping slow from a wide barrier, I think now it draws a gate. They can actually settle midfield here. Um, and with a lot of the main dangers having to come from behind it, don't mind it at a price, especially if it gets out to that $40, $50 late um, and a decent place price and like $7, $8. I think that'll probably get me late. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the way I'm leaning at the minute is serviceman um, late if we see a decent drift and – yeah, I thought here for checks was good last start. Mm. Um, it feels like a little bit against the pattern, but yeah, it feels like the horse that could, if they, if they show real intent and announce they're going to lead, it's always the horse I want to be on. Mm. Last start, it was just traveling so well behind them, got out, hit the line okay, but the thing is, it was a complete off speed race. Yeah. So it, it feels for me, if you're looking, say you're looking at a sense of timing horse, it's probably almost the one. But again, we're looking at it's probably going to be leaders back, and we're looking at how is that inside fence, how how is that line? That's the spot yeah. where we're questioning. So yeah, it has le did lead them win over a mile. I think they'll oh, try and lead. I, I, if I they, they if their tactics are to lead this race, I, yeah. I would mark it um, significantly shorter because I think that was its best performance, leading and winning that day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking similar here for checks, and I I was impressed with success play the other day. Three wide, no cover, kept fighting all the way to the line. Uh, if he can get outside leader, maybe from ten, depending on what they do with here for checks, because cruise for to victory seems mm. your leader if they don't lead from one on here for checks. If that means success plays breezing outside cruise to victory, I think he's going to be in the finish at next each way quote. I think he'll probably start double figures anyway, but uh, that were the two that I was I was looking at. Uh, I like King Sicario as a horse. I feel like he's probably just going to get out of his 
out of out of winning position from that gate. So rolling forward, Chris Parnham on success play and Paddy Carberry in lead. If, if it, yeah, as the boys just said, if they just grab the ball by the horns here, on here for checks and just lead and own it, it, it could be all over. So they're the two that I'm looking at. Yep, forever dreaming. No reason it can't win again either. Mm. It's just only it's only a kilo and a half or a kilo with plays of fire that it meets differently. Almost an identical map, same track. It probably should have gone close to winning its previous start at the mile as well. So um, it might just be finding form and finding a will to win at the right time as well. So um, yeah, yeah. See, see what the market does and and don't use Betfair. <laughs> Race six is the Drummond Club handicap. Graduation twelve hundred. Meters, uh, we've got the capacity here 16 plus one emergency, and the 1 1 colors will be in action again with the mighty mayor Evelina jumping from likely jumping from gate 15, I think. So, uh, oh, she jumped no, she'll jump from the extreme 16. Mm. So, uh, fairly wide open race. This I know Terry has got an opinion of Celebrity Prince was super in defeat. Last start, Stormy Tawny for Pike and Williams was just, yeah, was pretty impressive in its last start. Bunbury victory and Vampire play from the low draw, Lactar and Neville. They're the ones in single figures at the moment. Yeah, uh, Vampire play is a fascinating runner. First up, 380, 390 days. I presume Steve's not riding because he wants to take a limited amount of rides riding light on the day. That's just my guess. Um, but, yeah, fascinating little race. I never liked The Apprentice going on a sit and sprinter, so always happy to watch a horse like Celebrity Prince beat me. In saying that, Braden is riding that to a horse reasonably well, and, and he's getting um, – he's using the – opportunities to to get better i guess mm. that he's getting so he, he's right on a second place getter yesterday tommy antique miss i think it was was a was a nice steer for a for a back marker on a, uh, a leader bias day so definitely not discounting it but it's just not a horse that i'm ever going to find um falcon trader a lot of people are waiting for it to come back to the races but it, it's a stable that's really struggling um to go at the moment i couldn't map it easily so we'll we'll look around it um i'm surprised a few like rock this town's ten eleven dollars for a horse that's never been past a thousand meters. Uh, easterly leader, I get all that, but looks thin. Harmika thirteen dollars from the widest. Jeez, that looks a little bit thin. Um, and Vampy at play. I, if it beats me from three or four back the fence over the twelve hundreds uh, first up for a year and a bit, then too good, Neville. I'll, I'll cop that. That's fine. So I just think Stormy Tawny looks a really um standout sort of play in this race to be honest and people go oh but it's come from last it's swooped down the outside it's last couple well yeah it has but what's william pike's strength and what do we see as his strength yesterday at belmont it's when he draws a gate on a horse that can settle midfield or forward and midfield with cover and this horse has led in the past it's found length since the shade like found length and length since the shades went on um I think Rock This Town and Balbeck will get to the breeze. I think they both give really good kicks um, and allow Pike Room to move and get through. And um, yeah, I think this is more of a $2.50 pop than a mm. sort of $3.20, $3.30 pop. And it's a rarity we can say that about Grant and Alana and, um, and William Pike. So I'm, I'm pretty keen to get involved with Stormy Tawny. And, and I also want to back um, Bullbag number 12 for um, Peter Fooney and Luke Campbell. Um, this horse, since it had a little month let up, uh, has come back and won a week race at Kalgoorlie by panels. Uh, then came to town midweek. And that win in a race with a stack of speed was, was just really, really tough. Budrigar 
is a nice enough horse. It's gone and won at Jero since, but it was a really tough win. And then last week, it's backed up. Um, not backed up. It was off 14 days and run second, 1,200 back to the 1,000 to mm. Divine Belief. And the way that race was run, you would have taken a dollar fifty about Divine Belief in the run. So um, back up to 1,200 metres. I think it's got the speed to cross all the other crap speed in this, Magic to Exceed. Um, what else we got? There's a Bozum. couple of others. Uh, sorry? Bozum. Bozoom, uh, maybe even Falcon Trader. And I think those horses then become perfect roadblocks um, for a horse like Baalbeck to give a really good kick from the breeze. Rock This Town stops on them. Um, and I think Pikey will need to just find the right back at the right time uh, to ensure he has the momentum up to get there. So uh, I mark them favourite and second favourite. So really happy to to make this my first real bet of the day, I guess, at the current prices with Stormy mm. Tawny and Baalbeck. Feels to me like bad luck's anything that's going to beat Stormy Tawny here, Tommy. Why are we? Why do you think with the Grant Nalana and Pikey running, do you think this is the there isn't much respect market wise? Just think, I just think it's because it's sixteen plus one, and there's a few horses just that stealing have to be in it, stealing percentage. a bit of percentage. Yeah, yeah, three twenty. I think in a capacity field from Barrier Two is enough respect. I was three dollars. Um, I think any shorter and you're just playing with fire on yeah. a, on the basis that it's, like you said, there's going to be roadblocks and there's going to be plenty stopping on them. I think either here, like I don't mind runners that are going to be caught wide here. I think that's actually might play out best is being able to at least get a flow into the race. And exactly right. I think if Stormy 20 does just find a gap and go through them, the way it's running, it looks like it's just going to start to go through the grades, I think. I think it's yeah. going to prove to be a very nice ratings horse. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I found it pretty tricky. I agree. I want to take on Falcon Trader. You rock this. I mean, I was like 50 to one rock this town. Um, I've, yeah, I don't like Keshaw Duran on rock and Rupert. I think it needs a different type of jockey, um, that suits it a bit better, but it's going to be the one that lands in that midfield spot that can possibly peel out as they come around the corner and get first crack. Um, but I was bang on that price. So. And then Evelina, it's hard to take out a little bit of bias, but I think there's an opportunity there for that horse to, I mean, it's gone 0.9 off Stormy Tawny, um, which I think will hold up good form in this. So, Well, we're very Might excited. Been 10 times the price. We're uh, yeah. obviously, sounds like we're all in unison that we all think Stormy Tawny is a bet at the low $3. I mean, from barrier two, uh, a, we could cop that rail that Tommy mentioned earlier, or B, we uh, Stormy Tawny can obviously get bad luck with um, with a few slow ones in front of it. So the fact there was only a length between them, what what would you be telling? And you might be doing this on the day, Tommy. What would we be telling Brad Parnham from seventeen? Is it a complete snag job, or, or do you sort of you look to use Eatel, uh, Evelina, some of her gate speed, and find a spot in the three wide line? A bit like we did two starts ago when Chris Parnham rode for us. No, I think. I think this race is pretty well take out two runners, I think, in Rock and Rupert and XL Train. I think this is almost a perfect split of two types of runners, mm -hmm. horses with gate speed they are going to want to charge forward and horses that are don't have gate speed or are drawn horribly, they're going to go back. And Rock and Rupert on its day can be a real dawdler out the machine. It, it sort of can be hit and miss in that sense. So, so I think there's a perfect opportunity here to – because if you go back here, you're going right back. From 17, you just don't have a choice. You're mm -hmm. either dead last or you try and find a spot. I don't think she's got the class to win from last either. I don't, I don't either, unless there's somehow a ridiculous pattern and she improves two lengths on her best. Right? Mm -hmm. I prefer to run off more likely scenarios in that 
she's got some gate speed that you can use to settle midfield here. And I think there's definitely going to be a three wide line. And if it's on the back of a horse like Falcon Trader, I don't think you'll be on the back of it, but you can be in that line. I think you're getting a decent enough kick. I don't think it's impossible we're on the back of Falcon Trader either, to be honest. Depends how hard they push early, mm. I think. Um, but yeah, that's the way I would do it. But I'm not a jockey and I don't want to get yeah, caught five wide. So, or yeah, that too, I'm a bit, bit heavy these days. Um, so you should, you, he just wins. Is that what he said? Mm. I was shorter. That's I think the vibe. Was, that's the vibe. Just, yeah. It's I all was over. 14. J-Dub. It's Where a vibe. 14? It's a go. vibe, Jesus. We are throwing Name out your age. Um, <laughs> Well, 14. I like that, Tommy. I was yep. a little bit longer. In the group chat, you can put your market in to give everyone more false hope. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's she's been great. We've, we've been, um, yeah, very lucky for her to have the campaign she's had, but we've uh, also been a little bit stiff mm. with our draws on Saturdays. I think we just keep drawing sticky on Saturdays where um, she's a horse with tactical speed and you, you'd love for her to – um. Yeah, just draw a bit softer where she can get a more economical run and, and present at the right time. But uh, the one thing you know about her is she'll try her best. That's right. So, I mean, yeah, she saw me torn you the 3.20 favourite. Evelina ran into a length the other day and, as we said before, might go around double, triple, uh, 10 times the price rather. So, uh, fingers and toes to crossed, crossed for the mighty mare. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Whitten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Whitten's. Race 7, the Furphy Handicap. Ratings, this has actually been scaled as a 71 plus over the 1,000 metres. Hanchi, uh, coming out of some really good 3-0 races, plus at Arc Stakes, of course. Takes on the older horses, draws one. Chris Parnham on board down on the 55 minimum. Super Session, like this horse, uh, resuming for CJP and Adam, and there's uh, the informed Calgary horse in play that funky music, Luke Campbell and Peter Fernie, and they've been, become quite a combination recently, as has always Pike, Peters, uh, Pike, Williams, and Medlon in the uh, Piper Colors too. Yeah, it's interesting. It's been big money for Hanchi upon opening. I, I, I've got plenty of respect for, for Hanchi, and this is a very thin race. Like if you look at this market um, in market order, um, that's the Esperance market, Terry. That's not the one we want. But if you get this market up in market order, there are so many runners from that sort of $15 to um, $30 range that I really think just can't win. I, I can't see – and this will probably come back to bite me. Play that funky music. It's been really good, but 1,200 back to 1,000 yeah. with all the speed around it. I mean, it's going to be super hard. Sky Duke, I think, is probably the right price at about $12. It can lead, uh, it can kick through and lead. But, again, it's relying on not copping too much other pressure. Cut the talk. I can't map. Ain't no other man got a gift to Kalgoorlie, and then you simply can't trust Capital Flight, Category 3, um, and the other ones that are all around that. 20 to $30 mark. So um, big focus on the top three in the market. Plenty of respect for Hanchi, but that's too short for me. Plenty of respect for Metallon back to 1,000, but thought Jamie Carr gave it a pretty good steer last start. And perhaps Metallon isn't improving like a lot of the other horses that um, they've picked up. But look, I think the 556 bucks is probably about the right price and um, might be with BJ here if he 
if he follows through with this horse once again, but the trials <laughs> of Super Session suggested that it's come back pretty happy. Uh, I think it's got more gate speed than it showed last prep at times as well. It just just didn't just didn't step cleanly from the machine. And with Hanchi drawn one, who isn't a great stepper, Metallon drawn three, who's not stepping as well this prep, it, it could be right on their hammers, and I think they're the right hammers to be on. A um, bit like Stormy Tawny in the previous race, we'll need – um, luck at the right time, but uh, yeah, you'd want Super Session to be going close here to be the horse that we think it might be, BJ. I agree. Yeah, hoping to recoup some of my uh, Super Session losses <laughs> last preparation. Yeah, first a lot, up, a lot of punters saying this. <laughs> first up on uh, on Saturday, Tommy. Uh, yeah, I am. Oh, let's get the prices back up. I am two dollars ninety Super Session. Oh. Um, very, very confident. Hello. This just screams hard luck, doesn't it? Oh, screams hard luck sure. of a handshy too, though, yeah. in fairness. It's just not stepping. Like, yeah. yeah, that is in barrier one, which is the worst possible scenario for Hanchy. Even if it does step and kick up, I think mm. finds a bit of trouble. I'd rather be outside Hanchy, and I think, yeah, I respect um, Metallon, Metalon, whatever it is. I think Sky Duke was okay, but, I mean, that Super. pattern was anything that yeah. day at Bunbury. So you've got to be somewhat negative um, there. Play that fucking music back to a thousand as was hit on. Uh, category three, I think, can go better. Obviously, last start was too bad to be true out of the gates. Um, but again, like, it's going to be giving Super Session, what, three lengths on the bend, more than likely, two mm. lengths. I just, I think all things being equal, Super Session will out-sprint it from being in front of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm $2.90. The major is one of your major concerns here. Do you know how we talk about, oh, God, five speed horses, great, great, great. Mm. They're going to chop at each other. And next thing you know, a few of them go, oh, let's tuck in, let's do this, let's do that. Next thing you know, Sky Duke with it easily gets it reasonably soft in front. A horse like Ain't No Other Man doesn't actually go that quick. Uh, maybe play that funky music in the breeze. And and from there, Superstition has to run the last two on a day where it's very difficult to run last twos. So it just simply isn't possible. That's that's what worries me. Like I'm I'm going to be on Super Session. I'm $3.50, so it's definitely a bet for me as well. And what was the pattern betting-wise, BJ, last prep with Super Session? Every start, drift, drift, drift. Mm. Not that I'm you know, playing bet for I'm just going to take whatever it is. But, um, yeah, I I have I have bad tingly vibes about this, but yeah. I'm definitely betting. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we're not taking two dollars yeah, no, to find out a exactly horse that right. could have bad luck. Four bucks is enough yep. to go. Well, if you cop it, you cop it. Like for me, <laughs> for me, Hanchi's more likely to be copying that same amount of bad luck, and it's a worse price. Yeah. So. No, with you, Hanchi's versus four twenty at the moment. Hanchi's only had three goes. Two goes as a three-year-old as well. So and I thought it was good in the Placid Arc, but. Mm. It's a different kettle of fish. You know, we spoke about this upper limits last week. Who went well enough? Um, but it's a different kettle of fish going from uh, three-year-old races to 60-pluses to going from three-year-old races to 72, 78-pluses. These seasoned sprinters, you know, that are going to consistently run those figures. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a fascinating race. But from a betting point of view, it's it's easy which way to go. Like, it's yeah. not going to yeah. go any other way. So, yeah. Um, my, my worry, uh, uh, even though Sky Duke got all those, is just it finding the top, them giving it to it. Because it's not actually that quick. So, if they apply pressure, it probably ends up leaders back and it's cooked from leaders back. It pinged it? So, them last start. Yeah, I know. That I know. Was, but traditionally, it's always struggled to lead over Yeah, I don't, I don't think well. it's so, that horse, though. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. I don't think it's a horse that pings them all the time. I just think it, yeah. it was on its day. Yeah, exactly right. Right, so. And uh, Neville, Neville Factor. Neville Factor. Neville Factor. Nifty. Can't putt though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, all right, speaking of putting, it is time for the Drummond Golf Northerly Stakes. Group one, 1,800 metres. It's West Australia's Wait for Age Championship. Uh, and we are blessed to have the outstanding Zaki coming over from Sydney. Uh, Annabelle Nisham has targeted this race. I mean, I can't remember the last Cox Plate runner to come and run in this particular race. So he's gone in the Cox Plate and the champion stakes over 2,000 metres, beaten, finished close up on both occasions. Uh, all his forms around basically the best horses in the country. And we're lucky enough to see him and James McDonald in action in our Wait for Age Championship this Saturday. So Zaki's here. Um, He's dominating the market. The two, three-year-olds zip away. A lot of good men. They Quinella, the WA Guineas. They're heading into this race. A lot of horses coming out of the railway stakes, of course. And one horse who's coming out of the AJ Scahill Cup. Be optimistic for Terry, the Perth Racing Guru, Leighton. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting race, especially after the, the barrier draws. Speed, Maracchino through three. Zoom on has drawn 15. You think they've got no other choice but to roll forward. Zaki is a natural on-speed horse as well. 10. There's the fact that Zoom on has drawn wider. Zaki can come across. Does that just turn out to be a map blessing for a horse like Zaki? Uh, potentially, yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, the speed map is probably the most important part of this race mm. and how, how you get those first four to sort of line up. Uh, Marachena from three is the one drawn inside. I have... This nagging suspicion, and it's 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 called the double failure rule. Once once they have two perceived failures, they have both its last runs have been okay. They haven't been out and out failures. But once you have two perceived failures, you look for a slight change. You try and do something a little bit different. I think that's just that's just human um, instinct to some degree. So my feel is that they may even go in with not we were going to hand up at all costs, but we might let Zaki cross, find the fence, and hope it can tow us into a group one placing. That's, oh, we're talking about Maraschino chance. Yeah, I think I think it's a chance. I'm not sorry. That's just it, it, getting into the camp's mind. Um, are they going to lead and have Zaki on its outside and be there at the end? I, I highly doubt it. They're going to sit in the back of Zaki and be there at the end? Probably not either. But that could be something that gets into their mind. I'm, I'm not saying it's a right, right or the wrong move, but if they do that, Zaki leads, um, zoom on, heads forward with zip away. Zipaway's plan looks pretty simple. Drawn one inside Zoom On, it'll be just follow it across the whole way. Hope Zoom On breathes and hope it's one one. That that'll be that simple. Then hope Steve can settle it after doing that early work and actually have an economical run. And mm. then with the fifty two, Steve knows he can get going at the six hundred and put the pressure on Zaki with the um, with the seven kilos more. So um, yeah, Zipaway if it drew a gate would have just been each way all day. The mm. easy, even if it was seven eight dollars compared to the twelve. Um, would have been the easiest each way, better the day, but at that price, awfully difficult. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Overpass got, got given it last week, and we're all looking at that and going, well, Zaki's going to win like Overpass because it's better than him, and it, it may well do, but this could be a tough test with the the speed in this and the fact that, um, yeah, Zip Away will, will probably get going early. Um, Stevie's fully aware how to win this race with a lightweight. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a proper test, but, um, yeah, similar to Overpass last week, you'd think the best of Zaki's. Pretty uh, gonna be 
would win, clearly. Pretty bloody good, yeah. He's, uh, he's won 15 of his 47 races, $10 million in prize money for Zaki. And James McDonald's won eight races on him. So he's flying in for one ride only. Uh, we tried to book him on all ours, but he said uh, next time, boys. Um, but the Hong Kong Jockey Club has, allowed, has released- He's got a contract with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can only ride in the black and white. Uh, so Hong Kong Jockey Club has released him for this one ride on Zaki. And then he'll head back to Hong Kong for the big- um, the big international race day at Sha Tin on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it just looks, it looks like he's 1800, he's 1800 meter records outstanding as well, Zaki. Five wins at the trip from his seven starts. Um, so the way that I was sort of looking, <clears throat> pardon me, at last week's winter bottom was we know the best of overpass probably wins. We know what the local older sprinters are capable of. What are the intangibles? Who are the horses that we don't have a ceiling on just yet? And they were the two three-year-olds, Ripcord and uh, Oscar's Fortune. And it feels like it's a similar setup on Saturday, doesn't it? Like we can kind of work out where the rest of them sit, um, who, who, where we're going to get the spike from that's going to be required to knock off a horse like Zaki at his best. So I don't, know, un- I don't reckon if Zaki's at its best, I don't reckon anything knocks him off. But as a nine-year-old yeah. coming across the country, He's there's be- a chance you're two lengths off it. Yeah. And there's, there's a chance you can get him. So so who, who are the horses on the way up or who are the horses that we don't know what their capabilities are just yet? And your eyes get drawn to the three-year-old straight away. Um, and like what Terry said, if Zipway drew a gate, it would have been on for young and old. I think I think, think 14 just it's just going to require perfection from Stevie and hell of a lot of dominoes to fall into place for him, in especially early. Uh, but from eight, a lot of good men, Chris on. Uh, I like Chris. Pond hasn't ridden this well at all. Like last start in the Guineas, he's probably the best rider in it, but Pond hasn't, yeah, got this completely right. I, I think Chris going on is a great booking. Yeah. And he, it was interesting hearing that he actually had the offer of Bustler. Chris? Yeah. I right. That. Yeah, and he, he wept it for uh, the, the three-year-old, which I think is the, the right decision. The right yeah. But, I mean, with the draw of Bustler, I don't think he would have been too disappointed either way. Um, yeah. I, I still feel like there's another like, – I've got it. There's a feeling in my stomach that Elsa Fennekin is still can go to another level. Um, I see they quickly whipped the blinkers off after she wore blinkers for the first time in the railway. Uh, they discarded them rising to the 1,800 metres. Jumping from six, she's going to get a nice run in transit. Uh, I just feel like we know what we're getting. Dom Deschutes flying, absolutely flying. How good is Dom Deschutes? He's um, enormous. So we can pencil him in for a top four, top five finish really, but it's Zaki and the three-year-olds for me. Um, And But are we forgetting a runner? Yeah. The Velvet Queen, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Velvet Queen was super in the railway. It was. It's basically railway versus guineas. Versus Skay Hill versus East. Yeah. And you make your decision. So BJ saying East and three year olds, I think, is pretty fairly accurate if he included Skay Hill. But um, yeah, which, where are you going if you're looking at those four form lines to begin with? Um, just uh, from a, just an educated point of view, Zaki's by far the best horse in the race. And I think last week there was a concern with overpass. Oh, well, if it shows up at its best. But it was, com- was coming it, off a failure though. Yeah, yeah if yeah. it if it doesn't, or it might be even. This horse isn't at its best, Zaki. It's not as good as it once was. I don't think it matters. I think its second tier performances are better than what anything. Maybe to zip away, as we've said, is the in my opinion the only other one that can maybe produce something that we haven't seen 
that can be up to Zaki's second best performance, mm. like second tier performance. And Zaki here gets nothing negative from a map point of view. It relishes high tempo races, which is the only other thing. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Out, run it into the ground. Out muscle Zaki. I don't think I could ask you that. So, say Marichino does kick up, Zaki breeze, zoom on 3D, say Steve Parnham in the three wide train going at the 800. So, they're, they're at full tilt from the 800. I know very little about Eastern States racing, obviously. You'd still be happy being on Zaki from the breeze in that point of view because that's yeah. real. That's almost where it's setting it up for it, it, a Chrissy Parnham time ride on a, yeah. on a lot of good men or – Something else just in behind him. The thing with Zaki is he can do he can do both. Like he can he sat outside leader in a forty hundred meter weak swing stakes, sprinted home thirty four and a half, ran second, ran third to Fangirl, beaten half a length. Like Fangirl is one of the best horses in the country. Uh, second up in um, over a mile, ran wick. Got beaten in a photo by Think It Over, who's a star. Um, set outside leader, ran home in tick over 33 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then he's toughed it out in a Cox Plate, beaten one and a half lengths, Romantic Warrior. Romantic Warrior's favorite for the big, one of the big races in Hong Kong on Sunday. And then he's beaten two lengths in behind a tissue in the Champions 2000 meter at Flemington. So, while he's, while he's not at his very, very best, he's holding some very some outstanding form so yeah um, 11 million bucks though that's yeah. incredible and he he's performed and won recently off off that 28 day break which yeah. just proves that the she knows exactly um how to have him ride on the day so it's, yeah. it's pretty cool he's here like yeah it's, it's very, very cool. rare that we get a horse of this caliber in wa mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm glad that that, that he the connections and annabelle nation made the made the call because it's really the race would be could, would be a, you know wouldn't I be don't know, a group two. Right word. It, it would be a group two. It would I'll be kind of lackluster if he wasn't here. So um, I think I think it's a perfect setup. And as much as I would love a local to win, I kind of hoping like we see Zaki wind back the clock and turn it on, and uh, then we see what everything else is capable of. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good advertisement for. For Ascot and our and our carnival, if these good horses can come here off the back of a of a spring and and perform, so um, more maybe more will come. So yep. Final word on the uh, on the Northerly tier. Oh, actually, we do a lot of interviews here on the one one. Tommy, maybe we should interview the guru ahead of. Oh, I don't. Be optimistic in the group one. All I want to know is how. That's, that's what. That's what you need. Me to talk more. How did you get involved? What's the, what's your backstory? And be optimistic. How did you get involved in this horse? It's not actually all that exciting a backstory. Um, just had a few with Luke, and Luke messaged me. I think it was only a ten k buy from memory. It was a cheaper buy, and Luke messaged me and said, uh, "Make sure you take a share in this one mm-hmm. as well." So um, we were a bit stiff actually because I had sort of. I think with the syndicate as well, I had about 25% of Yemen last or something. And uh, she was honest and happy and we were pretty, yeah, but easily could have been. A lot of my other mates were part of that one as well. We easily could have been in, in this one and had the bigger percentage. So a little bit of a hard lucker in that sense. I like to, like to take a negative um, brush to whatever I can, Tommy. Why uh, why try and be positive ahead of group one weekend? But uh, no, nah, she's been uh, she's been a surprise back throughout. When Luke said he was aiming at the Kalgoorlie Cup, I thought – She's a 70 rider. It's usually like an 85 plus. I said, we're going to drop 12 points heading towards it. But then it just happened to be that there was no high rated horses competing and she ended up getting in on the minimum and it all worked out well. We got 10 points for our win the other day, but look, that's fine considering the path we're on and the fact that we are trying to now qualify for a Perth Cup as well, which we qualify for without so, any so, issues, I so suggest. So when did, when did LK 
float the idea of a northerly? Well, uh, before the Lucky Grey, when Clint got off, Clint actually, I'm pretty sure, had, had mentioned LK that um, this horse is going surreal. Like I'd be considering something very high, like really raise the bar and LK doesn't need much <laughs> much uh, persuading to raise the bar. In all fairness, he's raised the bar a few times and a few people have maybe not laughed. I thought, geez, that's a that's an ambitious, ambitious assignment. Yeah. And um, he's just run a place in a group one and, and nicked a plastic arc. So um, he's... The comparison when you're going to talk a horse up is there for a stable that's flying because they're obviously working with those horses that are racing well. So, but I mean, the first voicemail I remember is that in the Magic Millions, we've gone there at 200 to one. We drew barrier 15. Jade McNaught was riding and Simperucci was a dollar 90. And Luke Fernie in his voicemail to it, he's usually pretty even, you know, just standard trainer stuff. Um, but he said, I honestly would not swap this horse for any other horse in the race. We jumped to 200 to one, bet for RSP, sat deep the trip and ran third. Like normal luck, we probably win the race. So he's had an opinion from a young age. She's placed, and Tommy, you'd know far more about her breeding value than me, but she's been placed as a, as a two-year-old over 1,200. She's won over 2,100. Now in a listed race as a five-year-old mare. Um, yeah, I, I, I look- I, I don't know. I, I genuinely believe she can win on Saturday. I don't think- Tell, tell Zark, us how. Zaki at her best. I obviously- No one can probably beat Zaki, so- we're going to need Zaki not to be uh, at his best, but um, she's had to snag at her last couple um, and she's actually got reasonable gate speed. So when she drew two, when Zip Away and a lot of good men drew a little bit sticky, just the barrier draw just looked mm. perfect for her. So I, I I think Clint will let her, he won't definitely won't ride her out the machine. She's very happy the way she's finishing off races. Um, but I, I think there'll be some hope that you can almost have the back of Zaki or have the back of Zip Away or you'll be following the right back. And, and sometimes this race is, is um, more, any race is just about timing and a horse that's peaking at the right moment. And I think Luke's of the opinion 1800 is actually her best trip. While she is staying and winning, um, 1800 allows her to show her finishing uh, burst that she does have and she's always getting better. But I just, yeah, I, I just think it's a, a tr potentially a tremendous speed map and we are such a point of difference. We're not the railway horses who all got, most of them got four, five, six kilos. Uh, we aren't the three-year-olds who have drawn sticky and we aren't the Eastern State. We're their complete point of difference horse in this race. So I've, I'm have i holding on to that hope, BJ. So. Well, it's, yeah. I think that's, she's- That's, I think that's what that, the game's all about, isn't it? Oh, well, Dig Deep went around 20, 30 to one in a railway and 20 to one as a three-year-old in a, in a Kingston town. I, I gave us none. I never had hope all week. Like I was, you're, you're always hopeful, yeah. um, but I- like the day Dig Deep won the Caracatta Plate, like I, I knew we could potentially win. That's similar to this one. I think things have to go in our favour, but I, I genuinely believe she can she can win. All right, best of luck to you and the the team there. Uh, and genuinely, like I mean, we have a bit of a laugh, and um, uh, you provide a lot of content, but you do have owned a lot of slow <laughs> ones, uh, and you tip a lot in. So it's good that you got you got one that goes alright and uh, one that's in the big one on Saturday. Mm. It's very cool, mate. So best of luck to you and the crew. Do you uh, want to hang out with me after the race if she wins? <laughs> that, that I, I, I'll throw it out there. I would <laughs> rather hang out with you more if it wins than when if she when if she runs dead last. Okay, I reckon you'd be funner. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless, yeah, probably. Okay. That's an interesting. I can reflect on that later. And I apologize for when I've got a 1760. 1760? 1760. Yeah, I, I, was, I was high teens. So she's going to be my bet each way. Like I, as I said, it would have been so we will finish on this race now. It would have been zip away. Um, I like Dom to shoot. I've got Dom mm. to shoot 10 bucks. So I'll be, I won't be losing on Dom to shoot. Um, I was lucky enough to get something on Zaki when I first heard it was coming across. So that'll cover the race. It'll trumpet button there, BJ, which is Tommy's telling you to press right now. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, great race. Wouldn't talk yet a lot of them. Very good. All right. What's your final word? Uh, I think Zaki wins. I'll probably- What's your bet? I'll be backing both the three-year-olds. Yep. Uh, I didn't realise El Safina was so firm in the market, actually. I was hoping to get a bit of better price, but I'll probably just follow my money just in case El Safina. But main, mainly the two three-year-olds, yep. Tommy? Um, yeah, I've got a little bit of a price on Zaki. Got a- <laughs> <laughs> so, the button ready. <laughs> yeah. I've taken the big place price for Zipaway. Yep. What I've was taken- the big place price? Oh, big place for us post guineas, $5.75 yeah. to place. <laughs> Stiff with the draw. She, so, she'd be a near. I don't think uh, it is. He, sorry. Would think, be a near place moral. You like the draw, don't you? Love the draw. Yeah. I yeah. I know it's the 1800 where you've got, I'll have a look out, you've got about 200 metres to find your spot or you're turning wide. You're going um, out there to walk it shortly just I, to get that little Actually, pad. for the <laughs> listeners, just saw Craig Staples walking the track, inspecting it with the uh, Oh, is that the, the person that was shaking his head sat with an X? <laughs> oh, dear. Jeez, that's concerning. He's just looking for the, the best going for Battle Commander in the first, so um, get on, punters. Um, no, well, very good. I, yeah, I'm sure there's some Futures players who have got some things rolling through Overpass and through Zip Away. Into What's your the, bet uh, now? Is that is Tommy one of those? Or is that you, one of those? Wait, what's this? <laughs> uh, what's your, if you were betting now without the futures, what's your play? Is it play place? I think it'll drift a little bit because there'll be natural support for Zaki. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll get $3.50, $3.80 a place late Zipway. I would have a him $2.30 for a place. I think it's the clear bet. Okay. Very good. I think the map's great. So, as I said, if it drew a gate, I would have been, yeah. So, if you can accept the map as it is, then, yeah, 100% is the play. Forces their hand, I think. And it's perfect with Zoom On outside. Unless Zoom On, and I'll say grow up now, if Zoom On's going to come over here and just float back here. Well, I have thought to go they'd forward. consider it. Well, I thought they'd consider going back because the aim is obviously the Perth Cup. They've got the Ted Van Heemst. What's it going to do to the horse? And I, I, I genuinely ask that question. I'm not saying it will do anything negative, but it, it could really – 1800 meters hot day at Ascot, sit 3D the trip on your opening run here. That could be a, a tough ask for a race. You're not going to win from the breeze. I, 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 I don't think water, the waterhouses, they don't operate like that. Nah. They'll just back themselves in to have it fit, ready to go, yep. and they'll attack. Yeah. Yeah, but attacking might mean its best chance of winning is, is looking for a line or something, is looking for a I'd three be, wide line. So. I'd be super surprised. Okay. Yeah. Just with his natural style as well. Just sort of just. Click gay message when we're done and ask. Yeah. Yeah, if you can. Can do. Yeah. All right, what time is it? Gary? It is time for what I suspect will be a very popular selection Mm. in the Get Out Stakes, BJST. How did Toby spell it last week? He got it wrong, didn't he? He missed the A. And he actually did that without without humour. He missed the A. S-T-E-A-K-S. That's right. The Get Out Stakes brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Check it out. Canningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he was, at the, he was on course last Saturday. The great man, Him, he's a captain coach out there at Market City Meets. Red carpet treatment at all times. Now, last week's winner, congratulations, Benny, the original guru, Armstrong. Uh, the one and only. Uh, now, six get-out stakes victories for the guru. Uh, poor old Sean Nichols, Schnicko, he's, uh, he's been surpassed. By the guru. Benny he retired, didn't he? So makes you sick, doesn't it? Yeah, six times. That's incredible. <laughs> I've had six and, winners in the last two years. <laughs> and he uh, 
he knocked off his brother in a photo finish as well. West Coast Eagles Premiership hero Stevie Armstrong, who I uh, think uh, whose horse has had lots of seconds. Street Bandit, he's the old Street Bandit of uh, of uh, the Get Out Stakes. What would you prefer? Hmm? What would you prefer, flag or a stake? Good well, mate. Yeah, very good, mate. I'm, you I'm, you I can't eat a premiership cup, Tim. You can't. Certainly can't. So, kept, congrats again. Kept Mark Lecrae out of the team too. You did. Congratulations to uh, you'll, to you'll, Benny. You will know what happened next. <laughs> I uh, yeah, he's a good lad, Benny, and uh, deserved a winner. Now, winter this week's Get Out Stakes. It's race nine, Ascot on Saturday. At the one one pod on Twitter, let us know who wins. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And of course, the Sam White rule, Tommy J. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Race nine, the tab touch. Be better at life. Handicap. You got the touch. Uh, Pike, Williams, Starry Heights, even money at the moment. Can this uh, can this shorty get rolled in the lucky? No. No. Just second favourite doesn't look to have come back all that well. Um, normal luck, I suspect this wins. And wins very well. If it was susceptible, it was first up, I reckon, BJ. So mm-hmm. what beats it, honestly? Tell me what beats it. For me, the only way that it gets beaten is is um, if the real big screen, it was vetted last start before with all of our money on it, BJ. Um, so if the real big screen turns up with the easterly in play, that's probably how it gets beaten, I think. But you're asking a bit for that to occur, aren't you? So. Yeah, I didn't really appreciate the heat that big screen copped in front the other day. I thought that was a little bit unnecessary. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, still still gave it up a little earlier than I would have probably liked. Perhaps, perhaps. But yeah, if if if, if it's going to be beaten, I think it's from the front. So it's it's big screen, but something nicks it. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think Chevelle Devaga gets a mile from the breeze. Billy Ray's off a setback. Bruce is just going. Bruce maps nicely, but it's just going. And I think Starry Heights has the gate speed to land in about fifth or sixth. Karamundi yep. is the one that'll improve after missing the kick and yeah, can't have the rest of a Magic Mike. And his placement of Ace Command is just surreal. Mm. It's surreal that you could get it so wrong. So the crowd's going to be – they're going to be in the grandstand, on the steps, on the fence – Pike in the last to finish a big group one day. Ascot's going to be rocking late. What have you got to bet it? I thought you. Were, oh, I thought you were giving me like a signal. No, no. I was saying that Starry Heights looks like a horse that's really. Oh, uh, on I the I reckon it'll be next year's railway. Yeah, I think it's. It was so impressive. Pro- the other day. I think two bucks. I'm surprised that they have money. I'm a dollar sixty. Yeah, the other day was. Feel like why is it? I don't know. Feel like funny. Feel like the other day was a better race, really. So yeah, I just. Um, oh. I, 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 I love the way that when the gap came, went bang and the race was all over and Pikey just, you know, head on chest to oh, the wire. It's a it's a horse. horse. Like, it's a really good, really good horse. I'm surprised they have money. Yeah. But Jay's at the moment, I'm just not going to dive into things that have money. Oh, uh, my God. I could stop her. What could I stop, Tom? Something that it's very hard to stop. Right. Stop a good horse at Bunbury in an 1,100-metre maiden. Yeah. We better stop sure. this podcast very soon. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll take a break. And when we come back, we will do our best betting propositions, our maddies and our lays for Northerly Stakes Day. All right, the whips are cracking late and we've got to do our best betting proposition for Northerly Stakes Day. Our guest, Tommy, what's your... My best of the day comes in race, uh, race seven, super session at the price. And I think we'll see better late even. So don't necessarily have to dive in early, but that is my bet fair best. 
Not my Betfair best. That's my best. Just your Perth Racing best. That's Perth my top toe best. Yeah, PRB. Yeah. Perth Racing best. Uh, BJ, what's yours? I'm going to go the Great Southerner, straight to town, straight into the winner's circle, final siren race two. <laughs> that's a siren. <laughs> I probably could have done a better siren. Do we have a siren? No. Uh, boom tishes and swooshes like the- and harps. And now let's not even try. No. Um, my best. Perth Racing. Oh, I didn't write one down. Uh, I'm going to multi uh, Black Fantasy and Starry Heights. My multi price is about 320 so we can get something north of four bucks for, for those two. Do the math. Bing it a bing. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, Maddie? My Maddie is 20 to one. race Plus. five, service man. I think we'll see. I mean, it's 26 now. Oh, it's bad. bad. Oh, that's uh, crazy. That's crazy. Wait. I see 100 to one. That's crazy. <laughs> Serviceman was the horse you followed as a two-year-old. Would have won the would have won two-year-old yeah. Magic Millions. I remember that. Would have. All right. Spoy Hill riding the Serviceman back then? Mm. Yep. I think he was, yeah. Yep. Uh, 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 Beach? Uh, can't go past our girl, Evelina. Oh. Race six, uh, currently just under the 20 to one quote, but I'm tipping we'll get that on the day. Yeah, there's lack of respect. Lack of respect for those colours. Uh, race eight, be optimistic. Easily the best value bet of the day. After, well, alongside Ballback, but. Uh, <laughs> you, just want, you just wanted to say that again, didn't you? <laughs> Nowhere near Maddie Price, we have to mention it. Uh, yeah, be optimistic is my Maddie. As it was two weeks ago, BJ. How yes. did it go then? Saluted. Yeah. Uh, Salute. Uh, Only problem is it'd be very hard to win a Perth Cup after Saturday. That's my big worry, you know. <laughs> All <laughs> uh, right, Tommy, uh, uh, you're to a lay, rather. What's your Perth Racing lay? Um, I've got a couple because Ooh. there's a fair few horses that cannot win on Saturday. No, don't say that. Uh, Chris Anova, um, I'm laying. It's, I mean, it's out to 420 now, but I'm significantly longer. What did you say, Chris Anova? Chris Anova. Cannot win. Can't so what's your win. main reason for laying apart? You think Final Sign's a very good horse. I get that. Yep. I think it's- they're going to the, come out running? I think it's on the decline, this prep. Mm. It's I under think the odds. it's an afterthought <laughs> going to the Plastark, which was clearly its grand final. Really tried for a prelude, really tried for a three-year-old classic. I don't think you can go to the well too many times. Take and then fourth up. Yeah, I know, but now you're versing horses that have targeted this after the carnival. Like Albany Baylor. And Albany <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> wow. Kidding. Were you I'm born kidding. in Albany, were you, mate? No, no, no. I, I hope it wins. Um yeah, I'm just – I think also eight, I think it's going to have to come out real hard, which I think only helps the other chances. So, okay. yeah, I'm against it and I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> race nine, it's closing in place even I'm almost – I think I'm tripled the price. It is now – can't possibly see how it starts. Anything, single figures. Um, so, yeah, that's – those two are – yeah, we'll, we'll stick with those two. There's plenty of others that can't win, but that'll do. Uh, I'm tipping winners left, right, and centre with my lay. You are. I think it won last week as well. Lay be optimistic, please. Uh, I'm going to lay Hanchi in the Furphy Handicap Race 7. I'm against it. Uh, super session all the way for me. Hanchi to get rolled. What's your, who are we taking on? Take on Terry? I don't have much to take on here. I'm just going to – it's closing in the place with Tommy. That's the, the biggest unders. For me, for the day, I'm uh, significantly, significant. I'm about four times that price. So, uh, Durant gets that to win. Too good for me. Or place even. Very good. All right. That brings the uh, the show to an end. Episode 172.